today. We're finishing HR 748, starting with section 4116 covering employment compensation limitations and moving through Title V covering relief funds, finishing up with Title VI covering miscellaneous provisions. We will also be getting into my thoughts overall regarding the entirety of HR 748 and its impact on the black community. We're finally finished. This is Lessons, Lessons from, from the, from the from Screen. screen. John Boy. Welcome to Lessons from the Screen, the show where we give you a review of whether or not any information you can get from any screen is worth your time. We waste our time, our energy, and our brain power so that you don't have to. And Lessons from the Screen, as always, is sponsored by PaxInc, a black activist advocacy and think tank organization with the purpose of increasing the quality of life for black people in America through education and culture shift and economics. You can check them out at www.paxinc.org. That's P-A-C-T-S-I-N-C.org. Check out their website, leave a review, go to the Learning Risk Center, read a book, become a member, take a survey, do whatever you can to help them because they are doing whatever they can to help you. And let's get into it. So we are finishing up today and it's been a long journey, 22 episodes, but let's go ahead and get this final one out of the way section 4116 limitations on certain employee compensation this section says that the secretary may only provide financial assistance to carriers or contractors after they enter into an agreement with the secretary which states that from march 24 2020 through march 24 2022 no employee or contractors with compensation packages over four hundred and twenty five thousand dollars in 2019 other than packages to through collective bargaining agreements dated prior to the passage of this law can receive compensation during any 12 months of the two-year period now that's 12 consecutive months so any you know month 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 not month here give them a break and then so there's a potential loophole there uh, which is more than what they made in 2019 so if they made more than four hundred and twenty five thousand dollars in compensation packages then they can't make more than that um, in the in any 12 month period for any 12th month consecutive period in a two year period provided they get financial assistance from the secretary of the treasury. So no pay raises. Also no severance pay which exceeds twice the maximum total compensation received in 2019 and no compensation in excess of $3 million for people that made $3 million in 2019 and only half of the amount made over $3 million for those that made more than $3 million. So if you made $4 million in 2019, then you're only allowed to make three $3,500,000 and 2020 provided that the company or in 2021 2022 provided that the company received financial assistance so there's a significant salary cut for people that made significant amounts significant amounts of money but that's only in terms of severance pay and then there there is a loophole here being that it has to be it can't be for 12 consecutive months so if they break it up you could in theory violate this thing compensation is also clarified to be total compensation which is inclusive of wages salaries bonuses stock awards 
healthcare benefits, all kinds of benefits. So it's the total compensation package, not just the cash packages. Section 4117 covers taxpayer protection. And this section says that the Secretary of the Treasury may get warrants, options, preferred stocks, debt securities, financial notes, and other financial instruments from recipients for financial assistance as compensation to the government at the sole discretion of the Secretary of the Government. Section 4118 covers reports and it says that by November 1st, 2020, that's coming up, the Secretary has to submit a report to Congress that covers the financial assistance provided including a description of the assistance and at most one year after the passage of this law the secretary has to update congress on the affairs of the report section 4119 covers coordination and this section says that the secretary of the treasury has to coordinate with the secretary of transportation now section 4120 covers direct appropriations and this section basically appropriates 32 billion dollars for this subtitle now then we move on to title 5 title 5 covers coronavirus relief funds in section 5001 which is the only section in title 5 covers the coronavirus relief funds and this section sets $150 billion for states, tribal governments, and local governments for the fiscal year 2020. It also sets, so it sets aside $3 billion in reserve for making payments to D.C., Puerto Rico, the Virginia Islands, Guam, the Northern Mariana Islands, and the American Samoa. And then it sets aside $8 billion in reserve for payments to tribal governments. Now, within 30 days of this section being enacted, the secretary has to pay out these funds directly to those governments, depending on their submitted certifications. And the amounts they receive will be proportional to their certified populations. Um, now, at minimum, all of the 50 states, so we're talking about the actual states now, before we were talking about territories, now we're talking about the actual states, will get at least $1.25 billion for fiscal year 2020, and this payment is adjusted proportionally as well for states with larger populations getting more than the $1.25. Remember that $1.25 billion is a minimum number, so the smallest states will get $1.25, the largest states will get more based on their population and the percentage of population they have in their state versus the total population of America. So at minimum all of the 50 states will get 1.25 million larger states will get substantially more payments to the tribes are at the discretion of the secretary of the treasury with the advice of the secretary of the interior and indian tribes and the ig has oversight of this section and 35 million dollars of the funds appropriate appropriated goes towards the ig's office and so then we get into Title VI. Now, Title VI covers miscellaneous provisions. And Section 6001 covers COVID-19 borrowing authority for the United States Postal Service. And this section allows the Postal Service to borrow at most $10 billion from the Treasury for operating expenses. But they can't use that money for paying outstanding debt. The terms have to be mutually agreed upon by the Secretary of the Treasury and the Post Office. And the Postal Service also has to prioritize delivery of medical products. And they may establish temporary delivery points 
uh, to protect workers and delivery personnel from getting COVID for being too close to dangerous situations. Section 6002 covers the emergency designation and this section basically means that all of this money can't trigger a closing, a closing of the government or the need to raise the debt ceiling. And then it goes on to section five, I'm sorry, it goes into division B covering emergency appropriations for COVID responses and emergency operations. And this section gives the appropriation numbers for the rest of the money. Now, if you are interested in finding out what the rest of, where the rest of the money went is broken down in this division, I'm not going to get into that because it's basically just saying this department got this much money for responding to and dealing with the COVID emergency and it is a lot of just numbers it is interesting to read but it's not necessarily anything I'm going to get into right now uh, if there is enough demand or enough people asking me to do it which I doubt there will be then I would but as it stands i find it interesting and it's interesting enough if you are interested in it to just go and check it out uh, it's it's very interesting stuff to see who got what money so that is there the if it wasn't as long as it was it would basically be just me reading out you know like 40 or 50 different departments and how many billions or millions of dollars they got so i don't know that you want to sit down and listen to all of that anyways that's what it is and so thoughts so there you have it 22 episodes roughly 10 hours of analysis and we're at the point to where we can see the impact of this legislation and it has been muted 95 percent of black businesses contractors and self-employed people were shut out of the business relief plans for covid black people are experiencing a disproportionately large percentage of unemployment we are losing our homes we're more likely to get covid we are more likely to need hospitalization for covid and we're more likely to die from covid not to mention nearly half, according to some estimates, roughly half of all black businesses have closed down during COVID. You name a metric regarding COVID and black people are somewhere getting the worst of it. And this piece of legislation was a free pass to those with the resources to process it quickly and get their applications submitted. They also had the resources to deal with any issues that needed to be taken care of and the connections to figure out what those issues were quickly and to get their applications processed quickly. Basically, it was a grab for the haves, many of whom took the money before or after laying off workers, many of whom, of course, were not black. Many of those workers that they laid off were black. And this piece of legislation outside of the direct payments to families did very little for black people as was expected. There, there are some pieces of, uh, there are some pieces to this legislation that I did like, and I mentioned those pieces, the direct cash payments to families, although I felt like it should have been a regular cash payment instead of a one-time cash payment is cool. The uh, care that was taken to make sure that those that did not have money to our resources to feed their children outside of them getting school lunch it took care of them there so and that's not just things specifically for black people those that, those are things for uh, pe people that are underserved or don't have a lot of resources in general 
so in general those were things that i like to see but in terms of anything like that would prevent any sort of ill will from happening to black people we didn't see any of that in here matter of fact this legislation in large part was not even focused on underserved communities of any kind much less of the black kind and so it makes perfect sense that the results came out to be what they were it was a grab bag for those that already had and it was a big poo poo face for those that didn't it was designed for the wealthy for the connected but not for everybody else but this wasn't just a failure for the average american it was an extreme failure as any sort of measure of protection or or repairing to the black community anyone claiming this is a win or is even beneficial to the black community is sadly mistaken and they are either ignorant or they don't have the best intentions of the community at heart and that's something that should be remembered anytime any politician or any activist wants to stand up and say look at the cares act we should most certainly agree with them yes let's look at it but instead of looking at it from this idealized lens that a lot of people like to look at things through let's look at it for the truth of what it is it was a small 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 band-aid on a bullet wound that ended up infecting the bullet wound and making things worse so there are talks about more advanced payments more direct cash payments being infused into the community although like i've mentioned plenty of times before republicans have stated that they wanted they wanted these measures to be put in place only for those people that are working or those people that are trying to find work which is not necessarily what the american economy needs right now from my perspective so if they are going to do that they need to do it i imagine that i imagined that trump wanted to get something done as kind of a some score some points for his re-election campaign but since he cut off negotiations i don't necessarily think he uh, is thinking about that anymore now he's thinking about galvanizing his base and standing up nancy pelosi chuck schumer and the radical left as he calls them is going to galvanize his base a lot more than direct cash payments would and so that's the way that he is choosing to score his political points it alienates the moderates it alienates all to the left if the left would even give donald trump any <laughs> any sort of positive vibe anyways it, so i don't necessarily blame him for not considering the left but it does alienate the moderate voters and it does alienate those people who astonishingly even at this state late stage are still undecided which is really amazing to me but you know for those people who aren't going to vote because they don't believe in the system and they don't think either candidate is great for them it's not going to move the needle one way or the other for them outside of making them feel like this is another reason why they shouldn't participate in the political process i don't necessarily agree that you shouldn't participate in the political process but there are other ways to participate outside of voting and if you feel strongly that voting is a waste of time it's not my job and it's not worth my time to try to convince you otherwise so uh, if you're comfortable with whatever decision you choose to make 
I'm comfortable with whatever decision you choose to make. That being said, if you choose to make the decision that this was beneficial for black people, I am going to be comfortable with your decision for you. But anytime you try to voice that opinion and I'm around, I am going to push back on it. So let me know what you think. Let me know what you think of this piece of legislation. Let me know what you think of where we are right now in America. Let me know what you think of where we are right now as a black community in America. You can definitely leave your comments below. Uh, go to www.freedomtrainradio.com lfts and you can leave your comments in the show specifically or you can leave your comments on the total show page there's a youtube channel there's patreon there's all of these different ways to get in touch with us so definitely we look forward to hearing from you and i will see you next week on wednesday where we will continue diving into joe biden's lift every voice plan this is lessons Lesson from, from the from the screen, screen. John Boy. So once again, I want to thank you guys for listening and supporting. Remember to share the shows with your friends, with your families, have conversations and have conversations with me as well. Give me feedback on what you think about the shows. Definitely the place that you can find all of the shows is going to be the Freedom Train website, www.freedomtrainradio.com. Look for the lesson from the screen tab. Be sure to support us on Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash LFTS. And you can find some of the videos that we're going to be dropping on YouTube, on the Freedom Train Network's YouTube channel. You can also support us by going and purchasing the book the chasm by patrick irvin you can find it on amazon or you can find it on the my personal website www.patrickbirvin that's p-a-t-r-i-c-k b-i-r-v-i-n-e dot com you'll find the chasm there um definitely support us you can reach me always through internet or through email patrick at freedomtrainnetwork.com and be sure last but not least be sure to go to the google play store if you have an android device and get that freedom train network app and that'll give you access to all of the shows up to date you don't have to search you don't have to you get automatically notified and that is the best way to support us and stay in touch with us definitely check the website if you are interested in becoming a podcaster if you are a black podcaster that already has a show or is interested in joining the network we'll take you even if you don't want to join the network you can definitely go to the website and submit and we are anxious and looking forward to and excited to work with you catch you guys on the next show